0: You're listening to Free Your Inner Guru, a podcast for big-hearted leaders making a meaningful impact in the world. We dive deep into conversations about conscious leadership, choosing a life of personal growth, spirituality, and the self-help industry so that you can connect to your inner wisdom and become the leader you want to see in the world. To engage with the Free Your Inner Guru community online, you can find me, your host, Laura Tucker, and the podcast on Instagram and Facebook. You can also become a supporting patron or an active member of our private online Free Your Inner Guru Patreon community at patreon.com forward slash Free Your Inner Guru. Welcome to Free Your Inner Guru. I'm your host, Laura Tucker. It's June, month of the summer solstice month of the beginning of another summer of self-care. I am recording on Wednesday, June the 3rd, the very same day that this episode is going to be released. This is not the usual schedule around this podcast, but I'll explain why in a few moments. If you're a new listener, I want to give you an extra special welcome. I hope you'll take some time to explore some of the back episodes. Of free your inner guru especially the interviews there's been some phenomenal guests and uh connect with our growing community online but first i want to be crystal clear about something i don't want to leave anything on the table or up for debate as i move forward in my leadership and as the community continues to grow around the podcast uh In description, it's a community of conscious leaders. And what conscious leaders do is that they become more self-aware and more effective in their leadership journey. So as a leader of this community, I feel obligated and responsible to have a voice. And as you'll see, I also have had an extreme amount of hesitation because the last thing I ever want to be construed as is um, either someone who was late to the issue and but that's where we are and uh, and I want to share some of my feelings around that with you I'm a 53 year old white woman living in Toronto Canada that means I was born in the late 60s and 1967 if you're doing the math I can do it for you and as my mother who is almost 80 she'll be 80 in August she was quick to remind me on Instagram yesterday or actually Monday that the 60s left an impression on both of my parents. We were raised to treat everyone the same with respect and dignity. Now, our background as a family is quite a mix of white uh, cultures. My parents, um, my father's parents came from Czechoslovakia at the time in the late 20s and uh, my mom's side is a mix of French-Canadian, English, and Scottish. So we are um, really, we're white mutts, me and my brothers, Um, a fusion of all white um, cultures, but there's quite a bit of diversity within those white cultures, especially as I explore in a memoir I'm writing, um, my upbringing and the role of, uh, of both sides of my family, but bottom line, we're Catholic and, uh, we were raised to uh, do unto others. The golden rule was very prevalent in everything, in the, every single bit of how we were raised. When it comes to race, We may have been raised to be a little colorblind, and I think that was the culture in the neighborhood around us, but I am proud to say that I have three gentlemen for brothers, and it was always very clear how we would treat people of all ethnicity. So, like many other things, it was a shock to go out into the real world and find out that your friends with brown skin could be treated poorly because that's not what we saw around us. And also, sometimes even more shocking to find out that the white people who you knew or thought you knew well and liked could turn out to be racist. Fast forward to now, June 2020. I find I just can't do another thing, release another interview, launch a program, write another daily letter, or get ready for some events that are happening Later this month, that you'll be sure to see and hear on this podcast. I just can't do it without publicly taking a stand because I want you to know who I am, but also what I stand for, Um, particularly when it comes to systemic issues. A little bit of a backdrop for the piece that I'm going to share with you Um, I've been writing in one form or another every day for almost 100 days. I think yesterday was day 108. And if it hasn't been on my blog, it's been in this workshop that I'm doing in Seth Godin's community. It's called the Creatives Workshop. It's a first run. And if you're not familiar with Seth Godin, he's known as a uh, business and marketing guru, but really My experience the last 16 months has been that he's a bit of an oracle for establishing incredible education environments. And so I've been in there learning how to be a part of a community, but also lead as a consequence of this. But in this creatives workshops, you've got writers, you've got painters, you've got um, makers of jewelry, art, composers of music people making videos, publishing podcasts. Like it is the full gamut of creativity in there. And, uh, and so what happened was over the weekend, I started, I had to write some of this stuff out and I published it first in that community. So it's semi-public or semi-private, depending on how you look at it. And we give and receive feedback. And, um, and some of the feedback that I received particularly from a gentleman who I'll be having as a guest very shortly on the, the podcast who happens to be black. He's a musician, a, a piano player. And uh, and his feedback when he woke up and read what I had written encouraged me to publish in public. So I'm going to read it to you and, uh, and then come back around. And knowing me, I'll probably editorialize on the way. But here we go. It's called, Where Can We Use Our Power for Good? And it's really my own inquiry to, what, what the hell can I do? Or what on earth can I do? It's understandable if you feel things are out of control at the moment, powerless. Please don't misconstrue my empathy for you as permission to shrug with indifference or mold into the couch out of apathy or helplessness. Or roll over and let chaos prevail because it's just too overwhelmingly big. Or to imply that we are just too small as individuals to make a difference. I'd like to see quite the opposite happen, but first we have to call it as we see it. Awareness is the first step. It's more powerful to take an unfiltered look, to see beyond the illusion of control and normalcy. We've never had any control over anything. It just felt that way while the status quo was humming along, serving some, and taking away from many. It's been uncomfortable since the beginning of 2020, the year of clear vision. It's like the universe answered our invocation with, oh, you want to see clearly, do you? Take a look at this. You can't take good health or your health systems for granted. Global pandemics don't just happen in movies. You are not always open for business. Your freedom of movement can be suppressed. And oh, by the way, you let yourself be gaslighted again. Racism hasn't gone anywhere. What are we supposed to do as responsible humans? As conscious leaders, it's our mandate to move forward in a more powerful way. Forget about Trying to control. Recognize where you have influence and act on that. I recently started to reread Dr. David R. Hawkins' Power versus Force, The Hidden Determinants of Human Behavior. Power versus Force is a source document for much of what exists as the modern spiritual movement. Hawkins delineates between the constructive use of power. And the destructive use of force. True power raises consciousness, force lowers it. The central premise is outlined in the map of consciousness. On this map there are 17 levels, each assigned a logarithmic value. Shame resides at the low end, near the lifeless end of the scale, with a mere value of 20. With guilt, Just one step above at 30. Love is assigned 500, and enlightenment tops the scale with a value of 1000. And I'll just say, as an aside, this is not the enlightenment that we seek in the self help industry. This is enlightenment at the levels of, say, Jesus, Buddha, Muhammad. This scale is not linear, and there are many steps between shame and let's say love at 500. It's logarithmic. So each move up the scale is exponentially more powerful than the one that comes before. Every level from shame, guilt, apathy, grief, fear, desire, anger, pride, courage, neutrality, willingness, acceptance, reason, love, joy, peace, enlightenment, Every level is associated with a God view, a life view, and a dominant emotion. I can remember three distinct times when my life has intersected with the map of consciousness. Each time, as I learned about it at first, and then contemplated it in looking at my life, each time has had a distinct and beneficial effect in hindsight. It helped me see where I was overcome with shame and provided a ladder to climb back towards power. As an aside, this was integral, in absolutely integral to my ability to heal from the guilt and shame that I felt after being a part of the Sedona Sweat Lodge. But as I was to find out during that inquiry, shame was a prominent force in my life and that's a whole other topic to explore. Um, But coming back to this now, I recognized as I was contemplating this that I was starting to feel shame for a different reason. I absolutely cannot tolerate myself as a responsible human being if I don't add my voice to the conversations that need to happen to end systemic racism and imbalances of power of any kind. And I don't know how to do that. That feeling of uncertainty has held me back. It's kept a rein on my voice. But today I'm looking at the map of consciousness to help determine my role and responsibility as a leader moving forward. I call myself a leadership coach for crying out loud. It's the first time I've used the scale this deliberately pulling it out before making a decision. What jumped out at me were the levels corresponding with courage and willingness. They literally jumped off the page. Courage, which is the first level of power. Courage because I know I will make mistakes and knowing this, I will move forward anyways. Willingness Because it is associated with intention and a hopeful life view. And I, Laura Tucker, must cling to a hopeful life view. And in the same way that I share my own story to provoke change, systemic change, I can willingly be more intentional with what influence I do have. I can use my influence to amplify other worthy voices. That seemed clear, but what was next? I wrote down what can I influence on a blank page, and this is what came in answer. First, use my podcast as a platform for interviews with more diverse leadership voices. I need to be more conscious of race when I invite or accept guests. Second, make an inquiry, find out why the publishers I have relationships with have only offered me white guests as authors, but even before I do that, go back through the emails and make sure it's not me that only saw white. Third, refuse to play the game of who can charge the most for self-help and personal development. Find a way to make quality personal growth offerings financially accessible. Ramp up my support for leaders in their self-care. We are going to need our self-care superpower to be resourceful, resilient, and relentless. Change doesn't happen overnight. And certainly when we're talking about systemic change. So self-care becomes even more important. And finally, be bolder with my own voice and my own experience with systemic failure which got to tell you is scary none of these things requires a seismic shift of outward effort the the shift is from within i'm doing all those things but have i done them consciously contemplating race the shift is towards more empathy more generosity more conscious awareness and uncertainty and fear are the last things that should stand in anyone's way. We can't control most of what's happening in our fractured society, but we can use our power to have influence. We must adapt. We must get clear. We must strategize and move forward with focused intention. We must use our talents and skills to support those who have been suppressed by force. We can listen, empathize, and amplify. This was always true, but we are being called to be more right now. We must cling fiercely to our moral compass when it would be easier to quietly put it away. Power needs a vessel. True power will always prevail over force, but it doesn't happen overnight or in a vacuum. Power needs many vessels. Where can I use my power for good is a great place for each of us to begin. We must become the missing pieces of the puzzle. We must stop being so vanilla. If you want to see that in, uh, in writing, I'll drop a link, um, in the show notes. And, uh, it, a couple of people have shared it around, which just, you know, it, am- it amplifies not just the ideas in there, but it also amplifies, um, my take, which I was, I was really, um, I had tears when, uh, when somebody shared it, um, because I didn't write it necessarily to be shared around. I, I wrote it so that you, my community, would know very clearly how I make decisions. And, uh, and I thought, I went to bed after writing it and publishing it, quite frankly, in that workshop. And I went to bed going, oh God, is that too much about me? And I was restless all night. And um the gentleman, uh, one of the people who I've been very interactive with in the workshop, um, he uh he woke up this morning in the morning, and the first thing I saw was was he's out at West. I saw his Instagram story of him sharing um an incident that had happened to him as a, a black man growing up in the United States. And that's how I started my day on Sunday. And then when he woke up several hours later, because of the time change, I guess one of the things he saw first was my writing and he sent me a message thanking, which was the last the last thing that I expected. So that's what gave me an extra shot of courage, even though it shouldn't take courage to put this out there. Um, But when you think about it, and And I think one of the reasons that courage and shame need to be looked at together. Courage is not the next step above above shame on the the map of consciousness. I just find it a fascinating way to look at where people are coming from. If you look at the map, and I have embedded a really great graphic that I found of it on on the article, when you look at the map, shame is at the bottom. When we're in shame, um, people in shame do not make life-giving choices for themselves. They, you know, um, even referring to my my own experience with shame, um, when I was in my shame shitstorm, I didn't eat well. I didn't move my body very much. I dropped doing meditation. I dropped everything constructive that I had learned in a quote unquote self-help environment because I threw the baby out with the bad wa- uh, bathwater. And that particular, you know, I grew up with the normal, (laughs) normal dose of Catholic shame, trust me. And that's a part of what I'm unraveling as I write my memoir to show how the hell I ended up in the Sedona sweat lodge. That's a bag of fun, let me tell you. But what it does is it it gives me an understanding of having had to crawl out of shame in the last 10 years of how shame is used to manipulate and suppress. And that is at the root of what racism aims to do. It aims to make people feel shame for the color of their skin, something they cannot um, control. And that is how people get suppressed. It's how people get kept down because when they're in shame, because they're different or um, that they are somehow less than, then how can they approach life? Um, The incredible amount of grit and determination that it takes to be able to rise above when all around you, you're constantly being shamed. I cannot even imagine. I can have empathy for it. I can say I have a a slice, a sliver of what you have experienced, but coming out of the womb, you were set up for way more, exponentially more. So what it takes to be courageous, and when you look at what's happening, people are angry, people are moving forward, and when you look at the map of consciousness, the things that are above shame, guilt, apathy, grief, there's so much grief, fear is even above it, desire, and then anger. So when we see expressions of anger, that is the path towards the more neutral and then powerful emotions and levels of conscious action that are pride and courage. And you've got to move up that stick. You know, if the scale is is a ladder, we have to move up the ladder. We, so when you hear fear and love being, you know, the scale between fear and love, we need to move towards love. And, uh, and, and so this scale is at the core of a lot of what is out there in messaging, always if you're hanging out in spiritual and self-help circles, but it's never been more true than now. And so sometimes instead of looking at, at it as, pithy quotes that people are posting online to virtue signal we need to surround ourselves with this stuff in a meaningful way and with people who are moving in the same direction regardless of the color of their skin and so i offer you this episode um, as a bit of a call to action obviously for myself you will see. And I'm pleased. I have some, I've already started this move towards a more diverse roster weeks and weeks ago. I've got a, a backlog that I need to move through. And, um, but, uh, and I'll maybe share why it's been slow here, but, uh, I haven't been well, we'll just put it like that, not Corona, but something else kind of debilitating, but it seems to be going away. So as we move forward, binding around common values and uh and and claiming our places as leadership when you are just a sliver ready to take a stand that's when it's the right time i'm not asking people to run out and throw their trauma and 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 bring their shame out or or push through a harmful amount of fear what i'm asking you is to listen and if you're feeling compelled, look at where you have influence and see where you can direct it consciously towards the good. And if you've been doing healing work for an extended period of time, then now is your time to have a voice and move forward and to do that more powerfully because you have dealt with your levels of of the scale and uh, i'll be back with more on this i know because it's integral to the journey the journey of life the journey to free your inner guru the journey to um, be more powerfully expressed in the world and the journey to not be fearful of power but to claim the power that's in us and to use it constructively and consciously in the world so on that note i will wrap up here and thank you um, if you've hung in this long and are still listening. Um, I would love to hear your response on um, Instagram seems to be where I'm uh, enjoying spending the most time these days. Facebook is a bit of a, um, I need to get back on there now that I'm feeling better and and get back to video. And, uh, and let's do this together. And if you would like to engage in a um, more different way, with uh, me or the podcast or the community around the podcast i encourage you to come on over to the website check out the uh the free um, community calls i've been offering since the middle of march march 20th 12 weeks in running there's one coming up next friday friday june 12th and then i'll have dates for july and august it's something that i've been doing to support people in a time of need and uh it's been a joy and a pleasure and then it's it was something i knew needed to go because just like i said i've had a trauma i've dealt with shame and then when covid 19 hit and everyone was losing their, i serve a lot of wellness workers and healers and everyone's businesses were shut down um mine certainly took a hit my husband works in the airline industry he's been home for over two months like it was crazy um so I knew what to do though, because I've been through community trauma and, uh, and it's ongoing and it's also the core of people who have come together and stuck around, um, have now moved into another form of community that I'll share more on a different episode. But, uh, I would love to see, um, uh, more podcast listeners, uh, there. It is, uh, this, this, podcast is about conscious conversations. That is the mandate. And uh, and that's why I read all the books and blah, blah, blah. But this is a way to have conscious conversations with groups of people and get to meet more um, very um, soulful and caring and highly empathetic human beings. That's what we're Gathering up and connecting here so that we can do some good in the world. So, uh, on that note, thanks again for listening. I'm Laura Tucker signing off for Free Your Inner Guru. I look forward to um, pre-recording the next, uh, pre-editing the next few episodes. And, uh, and thanks for hanging in there for this uh, day of episode. Have a wonderful week and uh, do what you can to support people who need it right now in whichever way you can.